welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 518. Over the top of his mug, his eyes growing distant, I let the noise of the place fade to a low, comforting purr as I leaned against the wall, drowsing. And as my thoughts untended tend to do, they wandered to Denna. Thought about the smell of her, the arch of her neck near her ear, the way her hands moved when she talked. I wondered where she was tonight, if she was well. I wondered just a bit if her thoughts ever wandered into warm musings of me. Hunting bandits shouldn't be hard. Besides, it'll be nice to get the jump on them for a change. Lawless damn rabble bastards. The words drew me out of my warm drowse like a fish yanked from a pool. The fiddler had stopped playing to have a drink, and in the relative quiet of the room, Dayton's voice was loud as a donkey's bray. I opened my eyes and saw Martin was looking around in mild alarm, too, no doubt roused by the same words that had caught my ear. It only took me a second to spot Dayton. He was sitting two tables away, having a drunken conversation with the gray-haired farmer. Martin was already getting to his feet, not wanting to draw attention to the situation. I hissed, Get him! and forced myself back into my seat. I gritted my teeth as Martin threaded quickly through the tables, tapped Dayton on the shoulder, and jerked a thumb toward the table where I sat. Dayton grumbled something, I'm glad I didn't hear, and grudgingly pushed himself to his feet. I forced my eyes to wander around the room rather than follow Dayton. Tempe was easy to spot in his mercenary reds. He was facing the hearth, watching the fiddler tune his instrument. There were several empty glasses on the table in front of him, and he had loosened the leather straps of his shirt. He eyed the fiddler with a strange intensity. As I watched, a serving girl brought him another drink. He looked her over, his pale eyes moving pointedly up and down her body. She said something, and he kissed the back of her hand as smoothly as a courtier. She blushed and pushed at his shoulder playfully. One of his hands moved smoothly to the curve of her waist and rested there. She didn't seem to mind. Dayton stepped close to my table, eclipsing my view of Tempe just as the fiddler lifted his bow and began to saw out a jig. A dozen people came to their feet, eager to dance. What? Dayton demanded as he came to stand in front of my table. Have you called me here to tell me it's getting late? That I've got a busy day tomorrow and I should tuck my little self into bed? He leaned forward onto the end of the page. Well. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Nick. Changing things up. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> you thought I forgot about you. I would never do that. I Dayton's, like, is it just because he's drunk? Or, like, how how could he let that slip? Like, how? He's done this he before, right? He probably doesn't care that. I mean, he's drunk, but he also doesn't care that much, probably. But doesn't he want to succeed at his job so he can have money? Yeah, but he's drunk. And he's also not that bright. He probably right. doesn't think... He's not thinking clearly, and even if he was, he might not twig that it's not a smart idea to go bragging about your business in a bar. 
But he's also the kind of guy where I'm like, I'm not surprised that he starts shooting his mouth off when he gets drunk. But also, okay, if you were shooting your mouth off while you were drunk, and then you got called over to your theoretical boss, wouldn't it sort of click in your brain that like, oh, oh, I probably, I probably messed up. Like. Not well, if you're I, dated. I don't think he respects Quothel that much. Yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah, Jeremy's right. Not even, <laughs> not if you're dating. This, like, we already know from Quoth's description of him that he is, like, you know, he has a he has a sharp wit when he thinks to use it, and that he has a temper. And we know from the conversation that Quoth had with Dayton, like, a page ago, that the wrong way to deal with Dayton is to embarrass him. Which And it is embarrassing for him to get hauled away uh, by Martin, like, from his from the conversation that he's having. Is there a non-embarrassing way to do that, though? I mean, yeah. Okay, what would it be? I, I don't know, but it, it ha- there has to be something less embarrassing to do than to send your other flunky over and have that flunky go, hey, the boss wants a word. I think that it's less embarrassing than Quoth going up, though, because Quoth looks younger. Yes, absolutely. It's not the most embarrassing thing he had, he could do, but it is still embarrassing, and that's probably partly why he's ticked off when he gets over there yeah well quote ends up handling it very well like sure he sends the coworker over to stop him but then he he frames it like he basically just changes the subject and he he's like look i you're a cool guy right i need your cool guy advice like he he plays him like a fiddle and it totally works mm-hmm. although he is he only plays it that way because dayton kind of reminds him that he shouldn't play it the way he's about to play it but we'll get to that on tomorrow's page very well I also like, and I think I have missed this on previous reads, but there is a moment during the 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 scene when Quoth is waiting for Dayton to come back to the table so that he can talk to him. He sees Tempe, who uh, is picking up a barmaid. Yep, Tempe got game. Yeah, Tempe got game. Tempe doesn't even talk and he's got more game than Quoth. Well, and I mean, this is a, also a clue to the the Adam because the Adam are very comfortable with 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 sex and with bodies and like mm-hmm. with nonverbal communication. So like, Tempe is very good at signals and probably like very practiced at at these signals and and body language. But also, he is before he picks the barmaid up, he is eyeing the fiddler with a strange intensity. And we later learn when Quoth is hanging around with the Adem that music is a deeply intimate, sensual thing for the Adem. Uh, it's like when you're like playing music for somebody, you might as well be like naked in front of them. In fact, it's 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 as like intimate and personal as like Quoth being naked in front of somebody would be. So I think the fact that they're like playing music in a public setting is like the equivalent of an Adem strip club as far as he's concerned. Oh, interesting. I uh, I have no more things. I'm out of things. Usually you have a thing. Oh, I do have a thing? No, I don't. Usually you do. You're always having a thing. You're the one who has things. Oh, I thought you meant like a specific thing. No, just, you know, things. That's your thing. I have a thing. That's the thing you say. I mean, things are my thing, but I don't have any more things. Well... The only thing I have is a uh, hideous beast that once presented as a dog, but now is a sort of amorphous blob creature. And if you touch it, it's not actually clear exactly what happens if it like 
copies you or if it engulfs you. It's it's really beyond understanding, and that's what makes it so frightening. Is it still named Toby? N- no. How dare you suggest that the dog that the thing is my dog? That would be such a nightmare. Well, you said it was once a dog. Yeah, a very specific Norwegian dog. <laughs> the best, the best actor of a non-human vintage of all time. Uh, in, oh yeah, for sure. Like you can tell when a dog is acting because usually they're super happy, but that dog looks really like just really unsettling the entire time. I'm mm. sorry, I did not realize we were talking about the movie, the thing. Well, we were talking about having things. I I know. Yeah. I just. Nick Nick said the word dog and my brain went Toby, okay? Much like Wilford Brimley, Jordana has a thing. (laughs) Jordana has barricaded herself in her laboratory. She will not come out because any one of us could be. And and constructed a ramshackle spaceship. Mm -hmm. And truly any of us could be a, uh, a ravening space parasite. And listeners, you can comfort yourself with that thought on tomorrow's page of...